Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, everyone, depending on when you're watching uh, and when and where you're watching this video. Thank you for being here. Uh, my name is Monica Hernandez with Material Business at Infinity Growth. I have a super good and great guest today, Mark. Uh, we've met actually at IPEA. And that is what we are coming today and talk about. We are doing this series of bi-weekly um, interviews. And I hope you guys have a, a really good time. Thank you for joining and for uh, the ones that are watching after or that are listening after. Thank you for being here. And yeah, with no further ado, Felipe will do the introduction. Thank you so much, Monica. We have here uh, Mr. Mark Stonehouse. He's IPA Steering Committee Chair. Uh, also, uh, he has over 20 years of experience working in mechanical engineering, design and analysis for the petroleum industry. With a primary focus on pressure equipment, and his experience and expertise includes stress analysis using the finite element method for design and fitness for service and includes a wide variety of FEA work performed involving plasticity, buckling, static and thermal tracing analysis. Mark has made uh, various contributions through the, his career to ASME, PVP, ICPVT, API, CSA, and JPVT. He joined IPS Program Committee in 2017 and has been a supporter of IPA as an attendee, presenter, and exhibitor for over 15 years. Thank you, Felipe. Appreciate it. Uh, a lot of acronyms in there. And uh, we'll yep. talk about a few acronyms, including the word IPA as well. So uh, happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for having uh, having IPA at, uh, at your table. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I have been a big, big supporter of IPA. Actually, I was the first chairwoman that ever uh, shared a session <laughs> in my time when I presented there. So it is. I I have. Uh, a really close place to heart for IPA and its members and everything that is done and uh, every every all the support that is done to the community and uh, I appreciate so, it. Thank you for coming. Yeah, well, I, know, my pleasure. I appreciate that. Happy, happy to be here. Um, and uh, I guess we're. Uh, this is my first time doing a, a podcast format, so uh, be be gentle with me, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Oh gosh, Mark, you're asking me to be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, okay. So let's start by the beginning. What is IPEA? What is that acronym? Mean? Okay, so IPEA uh, was formed about 25 years ago. Um, the acronym IPEIA, if you look it up for our website, IPEIA.com, um, we are uh, the International Pressure Equipment Integrity Association. So just as it sounds, uh, we deal with pressure equipment integrity, 
we're an association and we we try as best we can to be international and and we're we're spreading our wings and and doing that as as we talked about before we started uh, here here today um the uh you know uh, the evolutionary pump that that COVID was sort of pushed us to spread our wings and try to become even more international, uh, and we're doing that through different platforms. Um, IPS started out, um, and we you know more than 25 years ago, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary conference and exhibition in Jasper, Alberta, uh, this past February. Uh, we're going back there again this February. Um, to to Jasper Park Lodge again, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous venue. Uh, we're super excited to have that location. Um, in its in its starting point, IPEA was was developed as a, a a a means of collaborating, a means of sharing knowledge between industry experts. Um, it was a, I believe it was a one day. Uh, set of presentations at SAIT, the South, Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. They, they ran one, one slate of um, sessions, technical presentations, and, and that was it. That was the meager, the, the simple beginnings of, of uh, IPEA. It wasn't any more elaborate than that. And it's grown immensely. Uh, we moved out to a conference format. Um, adding things as we went along, having you know great social events as well that uh, that have been uh, become famous over the years. Uh, we still have that as part of our conference, um, and, and we've grown even more. Like I said, we've grown more international. We've had lots of uh, international involvement, international speakers uh, from multiple countries, and even delegates attending our conference in 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 the Rocky Mountains uh, for years. So that's that's really what IPEA is. It's about bringing people together, um, doing presentations uh, primarily. That's sort of the heart of the uh, the conference, but it's grown to to include things such as uh, um, regulator panels, training sessions. Uh, our integrity challenges forum has become very popular and we can talk about a lot of those things in more detail, but uh, you know, it's it's really about bringing industry groups together, um, and uh, you know, having multiple, uh, you know, owner owner organizations, industry groups, inspectors, engineers, consultants, service providers, all in one place to help share information, and we want to do that internationally as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. So we just to put our audience in context because we have people from other parts of of the world. So IKEA's headquarters, I guess, are in Alberta, uh, in Calgary, and that's in Canada. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so we have we have a lot of um, pressure equipment and a lot of. What can I say? The, the regulations are very strict um, in that part, so it, it really helps putting together the pieces. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, I should have put that in a little bit more context. The you know the the, the conference started in in Calgary. Uh, it moved out to Banff for a number of years, and it's moved up to Jasper. All of those locations are in Alberta. Uh, and if you know Canada geographically, um, you know we're in the western part of the country. 
um, and and a very large major a, a large majority of pressure equipment uh, in Canada is in Alberta, so it, it makes sense for us to have that as the central location. Uh, we're definitely collaborating with a lot of different jurisdictions uh, and a lot of different provinces, as well as a large number of exhibitors and presenters from the states, uh, connections with uh, you know folks that have been involved with API, uh, ASME, and, and things like that. So we're, we're growing, uh, we're definitely, uh, you know, our delegates that come to the conference are definitely uh, uh, Alberta centric or Canadian centric, but uh, we're bringing in uh, uh, experts from all over the world. That's super great to hear. Now, Mark, tell me, we know that the pandemic affected really a lot and, and very many, many different organizations. So, how did IPA navigate it, that pandemic and um, how how did you find ways to engage uh, your members to continue to be involved? So I know you have done a lot of work and um, and I, I've seen it. I went to the past IPA uh, conference in Jasper and I've seen it and I saw people, you know, for the first time after two years, and they, we weren't sure, should I handshake, should I hug, should I just, you know, elbow, what, what should I do? It was, it was very interesting to, to see those reactions. But one thing that for sure was very evident was the, the wanting from people to be connected again. Mm -hmm. So throughout all those two years, like tell us how, like how did you guys engage and what is new? Uh, that came out positively about that pandemic. Well, um, really, very, very loaded question. A lot, of, a lot of directions we could take that. But uh, you know, from from my peer standpoint, um, I would say we were very lucky. Um, we struggled to to try to understand what it was we could do because we were primarily a conference, um, and. We couldn't hold a conference. Nobody could hold a conference. So we were very lucky in that in uh, February, March of 2020, uh, we held our, our our 24th conference. And a few weeks after that, the world changed. Uh, and and so, like I said, we were we were very lucky to have that conference and have it run successfully. It was probably our, our, one of our most successful conferences in terms of attendance. Um, and we were, you know, we were in very good shape and, and moving forward, wanting to to grow and expand and, and do a lot of different things. And then um, COVID happened and we we sort of thought, you know, the first few first couple of weeks, it was like, OK, well, this is going to pass us by and, and no big deal. And it did not. Um, so we, we very much had to to change the way we were thinking. Uh, we quickly set up. A, uh, a webinar format um, to do our, our our similar, very similar technical presentations, same format, different platform. Um, and starting in November, we had a, a trial session. Uh, it was very nerve wracking. We didn't really know what we were doing, running webinars, trying to figure it out. Um, and it was it was great. We had good attendance. We had good 
good engagement um, and, and we just kept it up. We kept up. Uh, so all of 2021, our major offerings, we we set up a membership. Uh, people signed up for memberships. Um, we subsequently had to cancel our 2021 um, uh, conference as most everybody else had to in the world. Um, and uh, we ran the entire year of 2021. We ran monthly webinars. Uh, on different topics, uh, different presenters. Uh, we had a lot of the same presenters that we would have had normally at a conference, and we actually had more more international presenters that we would have never have had the opportunity to have join us. Um, you know, we had presenters from the UK, we had presenters from Texas, we had presenters for people that that would never have have traveled to uh, the Rocky Mountains in in Alberta in the winter to uh, to present. So. We really saw an opportunity there to say we can reach a lot of different experts in a very simple way. Uh, much more cost effective for people to just jump on a jump on a webinar and you know you're in your you're in your basement or you're in your uh, you're in your uh, uh, your house, your home office, and uh, it's very easy to connect people that way. And we saw that as a great opportunity, uh, and we are continuing that um, even though we. Again, we're very lucky we managed to have a very successful conference again uh, in 2022 to celebrate our, our 25th anniversary, uh, but we're continuing the webinar format as well because we see the value in both. And if we want to become more international, reach more people, bring more expertise in, help our members uh, gain that global expertise that we know is out there, um, it, it, the webinar format is a great way to do that and we're we're super excited to continue that uh, and we think uh, that it's uh, it's just part of the whole uh, the, the whole system and the evolutionary pump that COVID was pushed us to doing that and, and uh, I think we'll be keeping it for for quite you know for years to come the world has changed and we've changed along with it and that is exactly the the beauty of all this, right? We can reach so many more uh, places and people that were not reachable before. So that's fantastic. That is, that shows a, a lot of effort, and I'm sure you guys had to put together all your heads into thinking on new ways. Um, but congratulations! It seems like it's been a huge success uh, for IP. So, who from our industry? will benefit from having a membership with IP? Who, do, who is that person? Like who should join? Okay, well, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, we can back up a little bit and, t and talk about the, the what is our membership? And our membership model sort of changed through COVID as well. Um, we were a conference and exhibition. You, you, you bought a delegate pass, you went to a conference yearly, and, and, and that's kind of, you know, that was, that was IPA. Um, we, we've we've changed that format and we've changed to a membership model where you can buy a membership, not attend the conference, and still gain a lot of the benefits of uh, not only the, the conference proceedings. Uh, we do a very professional recording of all our technical uh, technical sessions at the conference. We do uh, re record all our webinars, and they're all available to members. Uh, to view even the past presentations from past years that we've done for 
not for 25 years, but we've got past presentations from from since we started uh, recording those sessions and you can view them at any time on demand as a member. We've great value for a membership. Um, and and I, I encourage people to do that from you know globally and obviously we've got uh, we've got lots of seats in our webinars. Uh, it, it's not full. Uh, you know, you could you could put as many people as you want in a webinar uh, to to a certain cap, I guess, but we're nowhere near that cap. So we would love to to grow our membership well beyond the borders of what we could pack into a Jasper Park Lodge per se. Um, and that's really the goal of that membership. And 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 why? Uh, you know, why would you want to get a membership, or who should get a membership? I, I think you know anybody that that wants to collaborate in the pressure equipment industry can benefit. Um, we also have a really great value of highly discounted student membership. So if you're if you're youth, if you're a student, if you're a, a, a um, you know a very early career. Uh, we have we have memberships available for students. Access to all of these great experts. We do have industry experts in our membership and they're very, very open and, and happy to talk to people. Very excited to talk to young people. I know that's that's a, a, a problem in our industry right now is is attracting the youth, the young people to our industry. And I know that there are people that are, you know, 20, 30, 40, even 50 year experience people that are very excited to spend time and mentor the younger people. So if you're a young, uh, young person just getting into the industry, if you're a student trying to understand if you want to be part of our industry, uh, it's an outstanding uh, group of people and a great networking opportunity. Um, you'll also learn a lot. Um, I know when I started, when I got involved with IPEA, um, you know, my first conference that I went to, I was an exhibitor uh, 15 years ago. And um, I think standing on that exhibit floor and seeing what was out there, um, I think it really helps you understand what it is you don't know. You know, it, it's it's. What you do know is this big. If what you do do know is is a very small amount, uh, and and you think you know it all, and then you 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 broaden your your mind, broaden the stage, and all of a sudden you realize what you don't know, and that that's an eye-opening experience. And I encourage everybody to to uh, you know expand your horizons, expand your limits, try to learn as much as you can, learn who knows what in the industry as well. Uh, it's very very helpful to to be able to do that. So. Um, you know, I think as that young engineer uh, going to my first IPEA conference, it really opened my eyes to to what I didn't know, and uh, you know, helps me help me know who knows who knows the things that I don't know, and I can uh, collaborate with those folks uh, and, and get the answers I need and, and to help me uh, move my career forward. So it's an amazing uh, group of people. It's a small, close-knit group of people, but it's expanding and growing internationally as well. It sounds so amazing. You sold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have been there for many, many years too. Um, okay, perfect. So you have been working in IP, like you said, and having like different hats, like you mentioned, division and then part of the committee and the selection committee. 
I think that is what when you and I work together and then steering committee now being the chair. Along all those different positions that you have hold, which one is the one that you like the most? First question and then second question. That's like what is it that it is for volunteers to go and work and join that group of IKEA beautiful people? Okay, so the first part of the question, you know, like I said, I, I started with IPA just as an exhibitor uh, in, in 2015 when I joined the, my, the, my company that I'm currently with. Um, we had a booth at a at, 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 uh, conference and uh, I got asked to join the program committee. So I did that, um, you know, joined that committee, didn't really fully understand the full breadth of, of what uh, the volunteers were doing and in other committees and things like that and uh, became vice chair of uh, program and then then chaired the program committee program committee really uh, runs the technical program and, and the heart of you know that that heart of the conference that is the, the technical presentations um, then I got involved as the vice chair of the steering committee uh, and and now I'm the chair uh, and uh, you know the I would say, and in the interim, as I was, when I was vice chair, I started running the, the or helping, helping run the webinar uh, and uh, facilitating that. I would say the most rewarding uh, thing that I've done is probably um, doing the webinar. I really enjoyed the webinars. It's a very rewarding experience. You get kind of a, uh, I don't know if it's a high or a rush from 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 doing those webinars and and presenting to people. And when it's a success, you're very excited. You're very happy. You get you know, you 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 see that. Um, I also you know I I have to say that that one of my other uh, most enjoyable experiences was uh, seeing you know our ch our chair Allison Weeks, um, who was a chair for for two years during the most challenging two years that most people can experience the last two years through COVID. Uh, to see her up on stage at the end of a very successful conference uh, last year was was really, really rewarding as well. So um, that was that was a great experience to see all the hard work that she had done uh, paid off and we got we got to where we, we, we needed to, to be to have a successful conference uh, through some very tough times. Um, second part of your question was. Um, was what? What are the benefits? <laughs> if there is someone that wants to join you guys, the, the volunteers. Oh, OK, as a volunteer. What is, what is there for you? Like what is what is a perk? Besides all of the excitement and the networking and all that, like why so it's great. You you do you know it's a close knit group. Uh, we do have uh, a lot of opportunities, a lot of a, a lot of uh, you know. There's a lot of things that that need to be done on the volunteer side. Uh, all of our uh, committee members, all of our uh, you know steering committee members are volunteers and they're very dedicated. They do a lot of hard work. Uh, they put in a lot of hours, a lot of time. Um, 
and each of these, uh, you know, each of these groups have subcommittees and there are people that work on those subcommittees as well to do individual tasks, help with events, help with uh, the program, help with selection, you know, the selection committee, like you said, Monica, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the help with the exhibition, the sponsorship. There's so many different parts, moving parts that go into uh, to this and we're we're very much a volunteer run organization. Uh, we have some great staff that are helping out as well, but primarily um, you know the the, the the majority of folks that are that are involved are volunteers. Um, and it's uh, it, it's it's very rewarding. it's it's fun, it's exciting. Um, we're uh, you know the the benefits are you get to network with these people. You get to network with industry group. Um, there are multiple industry groups that we we uh, collaborate with, uh, and there's representatives from each of these industry groups um, on steering committee uh, and in within the the subcommittees. So collaborating with those people, seeing what what else is out there, it's a great uh, great career development. Helps you understand network. Um, it's really invaluable. Obviously, you could do that as a delegate, but um, meeting these people on a on a daily, weekly basis uh, really helps you understand how the industry works as a whole, uh, and and helps you understand what else is out there. You know, there's obviously some some benefits as well to. To, to to checking that box of your volunteer hours that you did and whatever, but uh, that's not what it's about. It's about uh, you know it's about collaborating, having fun, and enjoying what you do. Uh, and our volunteers do a great job of those things. I think it is like you said that the most rewarding part is that collaboration, and then the more that you can do things like this and like what you're doing, like reaching. Uh, people somewhere in the world and uh, and being able to share that knowledge it's really precious so really 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 good excellent so i i guess i should add if uh if people uh, that are listening or watching uh want to volunteer uh, we're always looking for more, more volunteers, and uh, if you go to ipa.com, you can find the volunteer sign-up form, and uh, we'll take it from there. Would have, that would have been my next question, where people <laughs> can find Yeah. Uh, so, perfect. That's yeah, it. we formalized that a little bit more. Uh, it used to be, uh, you know, put your hand up at the conference or talk to somebody at the conference, but we, we've got a, a, a formal sign-up forum on the on the uh, website. Again, helping us be a more international, you don't have to be at the conference to be able to network, to be involved, um, get involved and, and sign up. Excellent. We'll put all those links um, in, the, in the comments below, but it will also sure. be available in our website. Um, and then if any anyone in the audience or uh, you're watching this video or listening to this uh, to these afterwards uh, you can reach out anytime and then it will be my pleasure to pass on the contact perfect super all right so like you said one of ips uh i will say like the beginning started uh product if one can say so uh, was the conference if you can describe like in one sentence, what is the highlight for that conference? What will you say? 
Well, I don't know if it's one sentence, but I I will try. The you know I think we talked about this a whole bunch already. The the collaboration and the networking and the it's very much you know we've we've had for many years we've had um, our conference has been in the Rocky Mountains. I think it's a it's almost like a retreat experience where you can just leave your office behind. Although <laughs> with with teams and everything else, your office comes with you wherever your laptop is. That's where your office is, right? So uh, you can leave your office behind. You take a deep breath, breathe the fresh mountain air, take a look at the mountains and and go and have a conversation with somebody that you never met before uh, about and you'll learn something that you didn't know before. And that's what it's all about. The collaboration between uh, all these people, all these different groups. Uh, you find commonalities uh, within different industries. You find people have common problems. You find people have common solutions. Uh, and if you can, if you can develop that uh, that network and 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 have those collaborations, have those discussions, um, that helps the entire industry move forward. So, uh, raising all ships uh, by having a conversation, one conversation at a time. Uh, that's what it's all about. Excellent. You talked a little bit about who normally will be at the conference. So we said about students and operators and service providers. You also talked about regulators. And then there is a panel with the regulation. Like, can you describe a little bit what is it? And then what can one get out of that panel? Sure, so. Um, the. You know our, our, our regulatory panel, and, and we've it's evolved over the years. We, we basically have a panel discussion um, that is is very well attended by by the attendees at the conference, um, and and it's primarily because most of those attendees are in you know in in Alberta or BC or Saskatchewan or, or surrounding areas. Uh, so you know if. Your viewers aren't necessarily familiar. In Canada, we have uh, a regulatory process. We have um, regulators that that oversee um, pressure equipment integrity within each province. So we have in Alberta, we have ABSA, which is you know leading the way, helping lead the way in in in, in development of codes and standards. And and we're we're trying to get these regulators provincially to collaborate. Um, I think we had the largest panel of different provinces attending because we had a hybrid session at the last conference. We had some folks from different provinces. We had some regulators from different provinces uh, join as well. Just helping those people get in the room, if it's a virtual room or an actual room together to collaborate, that helps with streamlining, helps the industry. It's like, what are you doing over here? What are we doing over here? How do we, because these these jurisdictional differences can can cause confusion sometimes they can cause issues uh, if we can get these guys talking to each other uh, anything helps um, we can help solve these these common problems um, and 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 help push things forward so collaboration and, and consolidation of 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 these groups uh, and having them talk to each other that's really what that's about um, but they're basically they give updates on on what it is they're trying to do, what new things are happening, what new regulations are coming out. So if you want to know uh, what's happening in the province of Saskatchewan, you know the the, the 
regulator will be there to talk to you about the the new new things that are happening, new regulations that might may or may not be coming out soon, uh, and how they're collaborating with other provinces to to help move that forward. So that's really what that's about. Obviously, it's it's not necessarily a, an international yet. It's interprovincial. Uh, we would love to have other regulators, um, you know, join that discussion mm -hmm. as well from from you know different countries and 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 collaborate in different ways. Um, it's it's a confusing it's a confusing and and uh, sometimes messy uh, uh, situation when you're you're dealing with uh, you know I, in my day job I deal with different countries. Uh, different uh, jurisdictions all the time, uh, and it it can be confusing. So uh, helping helping navigate that, knowing who the regulators are and and what the requirements are in each each particular province or each particular country, is certainly very helpful. So that's really what that's all about, um, and it's it's evolved over time into a uh, a larger discussion. Um, but we're, we're we're taking it one step at a time. Obviously, uh, for the conference specific, our delegates are still primarily geographically in in Western Canada, so we focus on that. Uh, but there's definitely some some opportunities within our webinar format to uh, expand that that regulators to be more international as well. Excellent. It is it is really great because I know there are some. Uh, finicky areas uh, when it crosses a board, although for the pipe and the product, it doesn't really matter where you are. Correct. Perfect. Um, so now I'm going to pick your brain, uh, not only at IKEA, but also you have been in the industry for many years. So, and you know a lot of people and all of all that. It seems like, and I have asked this question almost to everyone that has come interviewing in this format. Um, we seem to have a lot of tools. We have brilliant people. Uh, we have regulators. We have many, many, many things. But we still are, are having a, a gap in what we are doing and then it's still incidents are happening, acidity, integrity, corrosion, and all that is still very present. Like what is one of the things that we should do as professionals um, to close that gap? What do you think in your opinion uh, from everything that you have seen and all those analysis and your day-to-day -day work and IP and your networking? What do you think that we could as as part of this community we can do is there is there anything that pops into mind like what what would you think uh well that's a very heavy question a very loaded question and it's uh you know we obviously you know pressure equipment is in inherently Know, potentially dangerous and and we, we try our best to do uh, um you know on a on a daily basis we try our best to make sure that uh, every every piece of equipment we we touch is is safe um and you know it really comes down to education um and it's not just education from uh you know 
learning in school. It's really continuous development, continuous education, continuous learning, because. Like I said, you know, first first when I went to IPA, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then, you know, you go to IPA and you go, wow, I, I went to all these presentations and there's a whole lot of things that I don't know. Uh, so. Staying within your your area of knowledge, staying within your area of practice, but understanding other areas of practice as well is very helpful. Um, how do we do that? By by doing formats like this, having discussions like like we're having right now, having having formats, uh, going to conferences. Uh, but not only that, I think it's there's a responsibility, and you know. As an engineer, and we have an engineering responsibility to mentor the younger generation as well. Um, I think that needs to filter down to not just engineers, but everybody should feel like they have that responsibility to. Teach, mentor, coach uh, the, the next generation. Um, to to understand um, what the issues are to understand the importance of continuous education, continuous development um, and and being able to, you know. We have that responsibility as as more senior, uh, more senior folks to 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 mentor and make sure that we've got uh, the next generation of people that are going to inherit even older equipment uh, to to be able to to carry that to, to carry that mantle forward. Absolutely. I don't know if that that I don't know if that answered the question that, that you did, were hoping for, it but did. Uh, I, it, yeah. did it, it did in a really good way because you are putting together, you know, a very basic uh, concept of vision and people like like dreamers like like me, like yourself, like IKEA's first person that said we should do this together. And uh, and this is what it takes. It takes, you know, people that want to do it, people that are able to bring like uh, one one day I heard someone saying it's extending the ladder. So you're extending the ladder so other people can climb as well. And uh, you're doing like you're doing that not only with these and with and this particular one that we're doing and everything and our, our social networks and all that, but also by being open and telling people this is great, come and join uh, because there's so many more things that you don't even imagine. Um, so definitely education is one of the and being being able to extend the ladder is definitely one of of the most rewarding things uh, a career can give to someone. So it's really good. Super Mark, I think um, I think I, I'm, I'm at the end of the question. Do you have any final thoughts, any final uh, remarks? I haven't told the audience if they have questions. There is a button on the top hand side uh, Q&A, so you guys can go and type your questions and uh, and then we can ask them to Mark. Sure, I, I did want to touch on a couple things. I, um... Primarily, I think there's one thing that we didn't. We talked about it a little bit, but we didn't. We didn't talk too much about what we do for for students, uh, and I do want to touch on that real quick. We do have a a uh, student membership that is is twenty five dollars, and for for if there, you have people in the states, it's twenty five dollars Canadian, which is pennies in American dollars, I guess at this point. But uh, 
uh, you know, very, very good value. We just want students to show up. We want students to see, experience what's there. Um, from our Integrity Challenges Forum side, we, we've developed um, and we're working on, you know, reducing red tape and improving um, career uh, development for, for younger people. It's like we're, we're trying to create a roadmap for, for people coming into pressure equipment integrity management what is what are the the potential um, you know post secondary things that they can do at a high school? What are the work experience uh, that they need after high school or after post secondary? And, and and what a career path might look like to try and help people get into uh, pressure equipment integrity because we do have I think we have a bit of a generation gap. We have that challenge of getting young people involved uh, and we're working on doing that. We also have um, a student poster session that we do. We've started doing at uh, at every conference and uh, so we have uh, abstract submissions are due soon for that. If you're a student and you want to get involved in that, uh, we would love to see uh, those uh, you know, a student poster uh, on a technical presentation. Um, I would just like to tell students that are potentially looking for jobs. Um, the people that we selected to do the student posters, we're getting job offers left, right and center. So if you're looking for a job and you want to get uh, you want to get exposed, submit an abstract there uh, for uh, on our website for the student poster session. Um, that's really all I wanted to cover. I wanted to make sure I got that in there because the student, I think that that is a super important part of what we do uh, and, and we're wanting to try and develop that more, get more student involvement, get younger people involved early, uh, get them involved in our membership, get them involved volunteering, and then hopefully uh, we've got a, a much younger group uh, coming in that, that can help us with um, you know, all the new things. Maybe we'll have uh, you know, maybe we'll all be doing this uh, format on TikTok at some point, but uh, we need younger people to tell us how to do that, right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'll subscribe right away. Um, <laughs> and definitely it is. It is a good challenge, but it's also a good opportunity for everyone like this. Like imagine I would have killed for an opportunity like this uh, when I was a student to be able to present, pay $20 uh, and then get a job offer possibly after. So for everyone that is a student and is starting their careers or maybe some some of the newcomers to Canada and that like myself, right? I started as a newcomer and uh, you don't have all the all the dots in a row. Um, this is a really good opportunity. I know uh, that it will be perhaps uh, uh, some 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 sort of idea of what the career path can be after. Absolutely. Super, excellent. Now let me check with Felipe. Is there are there questions in the chat, Felipe? Uh, not from the audience right now. I have a couple for myself, if that is OK with Mark. Sure. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that, uh, well, First of all, what is the IPS strategy to get more younger people besides the the information that you give to us previously? Like, I, did you did you guys have may, maybe like a mentorship program or something like that to attract more younger people? So 
That that is a great idea, and uh, you know, I think we are we're looking at that as a possibility. We don't have anything in place right now. Um, it's uh, maybe a chicken or the egg problem. We need students so that we can develop a mentorship pro program, or maybe we need a mentorship program and we can get more students. It's it's one or the other. But I think uh, we do have a, a, an agreement with uh, we're we're working on collaborating with uh, post-secondary education institutions, um, primarily starting out in Alberta because we have people in those geographic locations. Uh, I think there's potential for uh, those locations are going to, to help us get uh, a, a critical mass of students. Once we have that critical mass of students, uh, I think we can pair up, pair those people up with the, you know, with with the right uh, mentors, uh, and, and and have that uh, have that discussion. But yeah, I think those things are not formalized. Um, they have really happened organically. I think uh, by some of those conversations that happen. There's there's some of those. Uh, uh, very keen and observant volunteers that we have and and older members that we have are are very very keen to help out students um that that hasn't been formalized but for sure we're we're interested in helping students and and keep it helping them uh move in the right direction and, and get the help that they need uh when they're starting out their careers thank you mark uh i have one last one also mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just really like being curious about that. Did you guys like pulling um, students from another's country or just focused in Canada? Um, so we are open to having students from anywhere. I think there's benefit from any international student um, joining. Um, you know, we have a great deal of industry experts, great deal of presentations are, um, you know, we facilitate a, a, a introductory uh, course that is, um, you know, geared towards uh, industry, uh, what codes, standards, regulations there are, things like that. It's it really helps students do that. And I think it, it can work. Um, it can work for any anybody in pressure equipment integrity uh, they would be definitely benefit from from those uh, the courses from the um, networking from the collaboration um, and the formats that we have the webinars that we have the access to all of our past presentations is invaluable so yeah i i think it would be benefits for for students from anywhere Thank you. It's Mark. not. It's not really. It's not really just about a conference anymore. It's about. It's about bringing in international people and having networking that way as well. And it's great that you guys having that virtual environment as well, just to get the people to see or your if they cannot travel to Canada in that way, they can see the conference there, even the previous one as you mentioned before. Correct. We have a question here from Mr. Alexander. Um, I'm going to read it as it is. So Mark, thanks a lot for interesting information. My question is, he has two questions. How well do engineers in Canada have a basic grasp of corrosion issues? And the second one is how much corrosion 
corrosion training is present in the standard courses and lessons for engineers? Uh, so I can speak to that in general terms. Uh, corrosion analysis is not my area of expertise. Uh, I have the benefit of of being uh, um, in, in a company where we have a, a large number of experts in a lot of areas. Um, the uh, we do have and we have had uh, many presenters uh, that are industry leading world experts in that area. Materials, corrosion, welding, we have some great experts. Uh, and they could probably answer those questions a little bit better. Um, I think that, um, you know, from an engineering perspective, uh, I don't think all engineers have a good grasp on this, but again, it's it's knowing the right people to reach out to when you have a problem uh, is important. Um, like I said, I, I know who I would reach out to if I had a corrosion problem. Uh, and it, it, it's not going to be me as the expert. It's going to be me reaching out to the, the network. A and that's the beauty of IPEA is we have we have that network of people. Uh, you will meet people. You will see presentations. If you're a if you become a member, uh, you can go look at past presentations on certain corrosion issues. We have lots of that as one of the main topics, and we have some really, really great experts on that on those uh, those issues. So I don't know if that answered the question, but uh, in general, um, we have a whole lot of uh, great experts that that and a lot of great past presentations and we'll have presentations in the future on corrosion issues. Let me I, let me let me give my five cents in here. Yeah, I, there is definitely a lot of a lot of um, corrosion presentations in the past, but there is also like as a country, if that is a question. Um, there, there is not a lot of expertise um, or educational careers like there is no corrosion engineering per se uh, that people can go and pursue. But like Mark said, in venues like this, and in associations and like in, in all this network, uh, it will give us. The right uh, moment and then the, the right um, approach to have connection to that person, right? So someone that knows someone knows someone that for sure knows about that um, and then you'll, you'll definitely help. So that's one of the, the beauties of, of that network is you don't have to know all the answers. Um, you only have to know who is the, the right person to ask the question. So that's um, that's my my five cents uh, in this one. I think we don't have any more questions, Mark. Thank you very much for being here. Um, time really flew by. I think we spent uh, a lot more time than we, we wanted. But uh, it was really, really nice. Uh, it was really nice to see you. And uh, all of the links to everything that Mark has said, it will be in the comments. It will be in our in our newsletter, uh, in our website. And if you have more questions, and if you're listening to this, uh, 
three days or a month down the road and some questions pop up, let us know. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Well, appreciate it. Thank you, Felipe, Monica. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks again for putting this all together and uh, uh, look forward to, to seeing you in person again soon. Definitely. And then the audience Thank keep you. keep posted because there is the next one is coming in two weeks. So thank you so much and have a great evening or great morning and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Bye.